0: Hello everyone, you're listening to the Izzy Talks podcast. I've brought you today another pleasant conversation I had with one of my good friends. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in and make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Hello everyone. Uh, Before we begin, I'd just like to thank everyone who's been listening Uh, helping the project grow. It is a hobby of mine. Uh, I do it in my spare time, Uh, but I have to be honest, I enjoy doing it very much. So thank you everyone who's tuned in, those of you who have shared the podcast with friends and relatives, and some of you who are English teachers and have shared it with your students. I'm very thankful. I'm also very happy that this simple podcast has helped some of our listeners to practice their listening skills in English. Uh, At the beginning, I intended to offer you some authentic material as much as possible uh, through real life interviews with people from around the world who have different accents and different experiences to share with us. So don't forget to check out our complete list of episodes. And once again, thank you for tuning in. Now, in today's episode, I interview another one of my good friends who I've known since I was very, very young, I would say. Um, I think our families met through a relative of mine. uh, And since then, my family and my guest's family have been very good friends ever since. I have many fond memories of him. I remember he visited my family in Portugal while I was living there. And whenever we could, we'd visit each other. But now, he lives abroad with his family and he's here to tell us all about that. So, I would like to introduce him to our conversation. Would you please, my friend, tell us your name and where you're from?
1: So my name is Valmir Pereira, and my nickname is Pastor Val. This is the way that I like to be called the most. So (laughs) I am originally from Sao Paulo, Brazil,
0: Nice. So Pastor Val, would, would, you want, would you like me to do an American accent when I call you pastor? Or can I just say Pastor Val? Uh,
1: you, you can say Pastor Val, oh. <laughs> whatever.
0: <laughs> Great. All right. So you're from Brazil, but where are you
1: currently living? I am currently living in the state of Texas, in the very, very North Texas, in a city called Amarillo.
0: Amarillo, that's nice. Uh, And how long have you been there?
1: Well, I've been living in Texas since I got here in America for about seven years ago. And in Amarillo, I've been living for about 18 months.
0: Oh, so you've just moved to Amarillo. Where were you living before?
1: Well, I live in the Fort Worth area, uh, because I'm in in the north side of Fort Worth as well.
0: And is Fort Worth in the north of Texas also?
1: Yeah, Fort Worth is the south of Texas, i say. Oh, okay.
0: So it's, yeah. it, was it a, a, a drastic change for you?
1: It is. Uh, everything changed. The temperature, the, the weather changed. Um, even the, the, I could say that the culture, even the culture, state, even oh, oh. staying in the same state, it's, it's kind of a little different.
0: It is a very big state though, isn't it? it
1: Texas is a very, very big state.
0: So, uh, you lived in Fort Worth before, and Fort Worth is South Texas, is that right?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah.
0: Were you near Mexico at all?
1: Well, yeah, we are about, let's say, I would say we are about six, six hours away from the board.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. That's nice. Uh, Right. Well, Texas is popular worldwide for many reasons right and uh, <laughs> right and when when i told some of my students that i was going to be interviewing a friend of mine who lives in texas they they got very excited because they wanted to send in questions so i would say that texas is a popu- is a popular place worldwide um, and when we think of texas i think most of us associate it to big trucks big cowboy hats and wide avenues wide streets and uh, delicious steak barbecues and Tex-Mex food, obviously. Um, yeah. And and absolutely, you know, the Texan accent. I think everyone thinks of that. So if I had absolutely no self-respect, I would even try uh, a, a Texan accent here. But I'm sure that if I did that, most listeners would probably turn off the episode. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but how how was that like to deal with the texan accent have you picked up any texan accent
1: well you know it's it's kind of a different because um, as you said yeah they have a particular accent and it's unique and because it's a, it's more like the the state of texas is kind of a more agricultural it's more cowboy State, Yeah, mm-hmm. and all that you said is true. It's easy for you. Everywhere that you go, you will see men uh, wearing a, a, a cowboy hat and cowboy belt, cowboy boots. Even in university, for example, in the university that I'm, I'm attending, I'm still attending, uh, many professors, they come to class and they are wearing these cowboy hats and they are driving <laughs> big trucks. That, that's totally right. So, and it's interesting. <laughs> Because, um, well, you know, when you learn English, you don't learn many slings, and they have some. And I remember one, once when I when I got to church, and the guy who was in the door, he just greeted me, and he said, howdy, and say. what? <laughs> I didn't learn that in English I'm, I'm, I'm valmy, I'm not howdy, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's so you know, cool. kind of interesting, yeah.
0: And they use y'all for everything, don't they?
1: Yeah, they use y'all a lot, to so. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is so nice. Uh, yeah, uh, I was actually gonna ask you this, you've mentioned it, so I'm gonna go ahead and, and, uh, and uh, ask this question now. We have a student, his name is Van Der and he loves um, this cowboy lifestyle, and he was the first to send in a question. And he asked if um, the cowboy lifestyle is still very common, around Texas
1: so it is it is a very com- like I said you're not gonna see uh, cows in the street you're not gonna see uh man's riding a horse in the street you know you're not gonna see that stuff but I will see they dressing like a cowboy and they talking that <laughs> the accent the the the, 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 the country Music country music is very popular here still. So yeah, you will find it, and you will find a lot of guns as well. So really?
0: They,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, they carry guns, guns wherever they go. So it's kind oh, of uh, a, it's, I will not say style, but it's kind of a status, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they carry gun everywhere you go. You see. These people carrying their guns. So. Yeah, we, even a yeah. church. What is, what is the kind of a? To me, was was really strange when I when I when I just arrived here and I went to church and, and I saw all the men <laughs> carrying <laughs> guns on the belt. <laughs> so, you know, if they don't, yeah.
0: if they don't like your message, <laughs> <laughs> you are in danger. Are you te- are you telling me that I'm sinning? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would imagine that would be quite, um, I don't know, bit, I would feel a bit apprehensive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, well, is it the, it, uh, on the other side, if the pastor is preaching and you're there and you're not a believer, the pastor is going to ask you if you want to hear God's voice and he shows <laughs> you the Bible, if you want to hear the devil's voice and he show the guns. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes, yes are you sh- where do you want to spend the rest of where, where do you want where do you want to go after life? You decide <laughs> now you have like thirty seconds and counting <laughs>
1: decide <laughs> that
0: 's cool uh it it 's interesting because we do hear about this uh that you know texan Texans love their guns. We do hear about this, and there was even uh, a case recently recently i don 't really remember when about two years ago. I think someone uh, invaded a church in Texas, and uh, one of the members had a gun, and he right. was able to to shoot down the the gunman. Is that right?
1: Yeah, it's right, and and it's interesting. This church is 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 very near where I was located before. Uh, it's a it's a very nice church, and the guy who was there, um, the, the guy who shot the man in the head, he was part of the security team. Is It's not, it's a very common here in Texas, every church that you go, uh, you will see that they have a security team and all of them is armed, the people, uh, because it is also common stuff like that happen in the church.
0: Really? Oh wow. Yeah, you know, we don't really get to hear about these cases very often. I think this one became a bit more popular because of of the whole uh, case, the whole situation where uh he 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 shot down the gunman with a shot to the head so that was you yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah this is interesting because you know uh shooting the head is the last thing that anybody here in texas will do mm-hmm. uh, when they do it it's just for for safe life just for they had to make sure the person that he's shooting the head because you know it's it's one shot
0: yeah and, absolutely and be
1: done. So that's why they, they when you when you're trained, even by police or even for the law, if you shoot somebody in the head, you you have to have a good reason to present in the court. Why did you do that?
0: Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, because it is the uh, last resource, right? It's like right. this is the only thing I could do, and um, yeah, I could imagine. Exactly. Well, uh, I what I you know the impression we have of Texas is also that, you know, besides Texas having all, all of its peculiarities, uh, Texas is also very different to the rest of the USA. Would you agree with that?
1: Yes, I would agree with that, especially because Texas um, here is under influence of Spain, Mexico, uh, England, French and there is another country that I just forgot now. So mm-hmm. they have this, all these influences here in Texas uh, and the, the, the state of Texas also, they have one uh, agreement with, with the, the whole United States that they can become a country uh, anytime that they decide to. So that make people in Texas, I would say, they are they are very patriotic, but they are also very proud. Mm-hmm. Everything in Texas is bigger, everything in Texas <laughs> is better, you know, it's, it, it's interesting and yeah, they are, they are very different and they are more strict in laws that, that's one thing that makes uh, the, the, the immigrants life here in Texas, I would say, uh, harder than any other place in the United States.
0: But uh, because of the laws, not because of prejudice or anything,
1: Uh, No, because of the law, yeah. And also I would say not that people in Texas, they will disrespect you or they will mistreat you because you are a foreigner, because you were uh, an immigrant here. That's not the case. But you know, you will know that there is this difference. Mm -hmm. They are who they are and you are who you are. And and in some cases, they have no problem to to make you sure about that. Oh, okay. For, for instance, um, a year ago, I was in a McDonald's for a breakfast, and I took my family uh, for a breakfast at a McDonald's. We love going to McDonald's on Sundays before church because it's cheaper and because we love burritos. So <laughs> we went there to, <laughs> to have a breakfast, and, and I was with my family, and... Uh, we are talking, we are laughing, and the sheriff came in. So when the sheriff came in, he just approached to our table and he looked at me and he just uh, greeted me, but he said, good morning, foreigner. You know, oh, he, he heard me talking to my family and laughing and he, 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 he heard we talking, speaking Portuguese, and immediately he greeted me and he used this word, good morning, foreigner. You know, that's kind of a, he was, he didn't do anything against me and, and you, the, the point is, uh, you will not be stopped by the police unless you're doing something wrong, unless you're speeding, unless you're doing something really that, that puts you in a position of the yeah, suspicious position. Mm-hmm. They will treat you well, they will respect you, but uh, again, like I said, they will make sure that you know who you are. <laughs>
0: That is interesting. So, your identity as a human being, uh, where you're from, all that is very important to them. It is. Yeah.
1: And again, I'm not saying that it's every Texan people are like mm-hmm. the same, but I would say that the, it's a, in, in percentage, I would say that more than 50%, you'll you notice that. And, and also, there is one interesting thing as well that I needed to make it clear. Um, they will not trust you okay. in, the, in the first moment that you meet with them, they will not respect you, but they will not trust you completely. However, once you get their trust, man, yeah, yeah, they will be your best friend here uh, in the country, they will help you in all that we need, yeah, because they, they trust you.
0: What it what it sounds to me is that you're not you're not making a criticism. You're actually identifying characteristics that make them who they are as 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 uh, as, as Texans. But but I do understand what you're saying about this uh, this Texan pride. You know they and right. and the fact that the sheriff. Would you agree with me? You know, the fact that the sheriff came in and he said good morning, um, foreigner. He wasn't disrespecting you. He was just Something that he said, <laughs> would you feel yeah. that he was dis- disrespecting you?
1: No, I don't feel that he was disrespecting me. I what I what I feel is like he is just he knows that I'm foreigner and he's making clear that I'm foreigner. You know, <laughs> <laughs> It's not right. kind of a disrespect, but it's kind of I know who you are. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah it, I, it, I, that's I totally fine with me. You know, I. I had no problem, my my <laughs> kids, they look at me and they, they look like, so it's kind of a strange, why did he call you a foreigner? And I said, well, because I'm a foreigner, so I have no yeah. problem at all.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I am. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> But, it, but it, it, know? It, they do say that, like, uh, they, they I've heard this before, especially in films, they say, uh, good morning, stranger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of using stranger, he said foreigner. That's That's
1: all he did. <laughs> yeah, as it, again, it's like, for example, uh, they are, Texas, they live as a big family. It's interesting how they protect themselves, you know. They live like a big community and they protect their community. I'm not saying that they do not allow anybody coming in. They will. But uh, you will have to dig uh, your space. You have to work hard to find your place. But once you get their trust, once they know that you have a good character, once they know that you you're not any threat to them, they will they will receive you. They will embrace you. They will help you.
0: Wow, that sounds really interesting. It sounds like my kind of people. I would love to 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 go to Texas one day because it sounds right. Yeah, it sounds fascinating.
1: Why, so, why did you choose Texas, though? You know, I don't choose Texas. I guess Czechs, Texas chose me. <laughs> <laughs> because of the reason I came to Texas, it was I was invited to come and get my formal education. So, I was a pastor in Brazil in a small town in Sao Paulo. And actually, your father, he... Uh, made the connection between me and this American pastor who was also a professor um, here in, in, in Fort Worth, there in Fort Worth, and, and then we got this connection and after a while he invited me to come to America to get my formal education. That's why I'm here in Texas. If he was from New York, I would have been in New York. <laughs>
0: Thank God he's from Texas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank God he's a Texan, yeah. That's why I came to Texas.
0: Right. And what what are you doing now? Cool. Mm-hmm. You're a pastor, obviously, but what else? Have have you been doing anything else?
1: Yeah, well now, you know, I'm still working on my PhD program. So when I came to when I came to America, I came to get my uh my college because I didn't have even college in Brazil. So I, I joined the college. It's it's kind of a a program. It's not a college, but it's kind of a special program for for old people. I would say <laughs> it's not young for college, but uh, it, it's it's too, it's too young to do something good. So they have this special program. So I enrolled on this program, and then I passed, and then I moved to my uh, master program, and. Before I finished my master, I was invited by this, uh, they call this uh, group of teachers, professors. Mm -hmm. They invited me to join the PhD program. So that's why I am now. I'm working on my PhD in in philosophy with concentration in counseling and and family.
0: That is amazing.
1: Uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and besides that, I'm serving here in the church in Amarillo. That's why I moved to Amarillo. So uh, okay. I was invited uh, to be a pastor. It's kind of a, I would say, a business pastor. I'm a chief of the staff okay. and also the counselor in the ministry. So okay. I'm serving this organization and working on my on my PhD. You, yeah. You're
0: serving at City Church, right?
1: Yes, I'm serving at City Church here, and you know the pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Donnie Lane. So, actually, we met him in 2009. Yes. So, again, yeah. your father introduced me to him, and he came to my church. And I have a chance to visit with him in Campinas, you and I, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, he's a blessing. Uh, it is. But you know what is interesting? That was in 2009. That was the last time when I talked to him. When I came, before I moved to Amarillo, uh, when I got him, we exchanged, uh, seven years ago, we exchanged a couple of text message. And that was all. So in 2018, I was preaching, I was teaching in a kid's camp for for the, the, the state of Texas. They invited me to speak about Brazil. They want the kids to know about Brazil. And I was there Speaking and talking about Brazil, and my wife was streaming on facebook and Pastor Donnie came in on Facebook and he sent me a message say, "Hey, I need to talk to you so and then we started this conversation, and then he invited me to come and visit with him and get to know his uh, ministry and and Since then, I just moved to Amarillo and I start working with him wow that that is
0: interesting, and I know that Donny Pastor Donny he has Uh, You're part of the City Church, and I know that City Church has an amazing ministry with underprivileged kids, is that right? Yeah. And we imagine that, you know, poverty, I mean, we're Brazilians, we're used to poverty, we know what poverty looks like. And we would never imagine that there would be poverty in America, but there is, isn't there?
1: Yes, there is a lot of places where you find poverty. It's a kind of a different poverty. Uh, and it's especially here in Amarillo. Amarillo is an interesting city because it's a, it's a very segregated city. Okay, the segregation here uh, is clear in your eyes. You mean and racial? It's, it's segregation. basically yeah. Say again.
0: Racial segregation? You mean?
1: Well, yeah. Sure would I would say. Oh, sorry is trying to get into the conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a racial segregation. You have the north side of Amarillo, that is, I would say, is the African American and most of the um, immigrants uh, are here, okay. living on the north side. And it's the, it's the poorest side of the town as well. And you have the south. So the south is more more the the white people and the, the middle and, and, and high level class
0: yeah, class. yeah.
1: But, um, it's, even there is this kind of a segregation. One, one interesting thing is, you know, the people are interested in help the, the, these kids that they are helped to, they, they are involved in helping, they are willing to help, uh, this, um, this poor area of the town. But uh, you will see, when you got here, you see that it's a very, uh, there is this segregation, this racial segregation. So
0: what you're you're trying to do with City Church is is build this bridge, is that right?
1: Exactly, that's our, our goal, is try to build this bridge and bring people to the north side and show them the reality on the north side. And City Church has been very successful doing that, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. And and the work that we're doing it would not be possible to do it unless we had people involved, we had the support from the whole town.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Well, um, I pray that you continue doing what you're doing. I think it, I've seen it um, through Donny. Um, he presented his program to us a few years ago and um, it's really fascinating what, what he's doing and um, I usually follow his social media networks and um, so what I see is is that you, you're really making a difference, but what, what's interesting is that, you know, why am I talking about this? Because uh, most of us, when we think about the USA, we don't imagine that there is such a level of poverty, although it is, like you said, you know, it's a different type of poverty. Uh, Like in in the UK, uh, there is poverty, but it's different from, uh, and it's a strange kind of poverty to us because here in Brazil, when when you think poverty, you think of a really, um, uh, you know, without the basic resources of living uh, where people don't have enough money to buy the groceries. Uh, And in the UK, you know, it's, it's similar. People don't have money to buy the groceries but they right. don't live in the same conditions that we have here in Brazil. So the, the living conditions are a bit different, but the struggles are very right. similar.
1: It is, and one thing that here, for example, they, they struggle with their, their finances, they, they are poor, but uh, they, will not, they will not, I'll say they will not die because they are starving. Because they can go to many different places, and they can they can grab food, they can grab clothes, they can even get some other kind of a support, you uh-huh. know. But uh, it's, it's gonna be it's not it's not a realistic view when people think about America and say everything is perfect there. There is no poverty. is a is a rich country. Yeah, is it is a rich country. They have a uh, the, the the economy here is. It's great, but uh, you still
0: have a problem. Yeah, I would imagine so. Right, so there we have a a big picture of what Texas is like. And uh, so let me ask you about English, because I am listening to you, and I'm just um, gobsmacked, I would say. (laughs) I'm just overwhelmed uh, and just amazed by your English. I'm really, really proud and happy as a friend. I'm really proud and happy to see... Uh, seven years ago, when you left Brazil, you didn't speak English, did you?
1: No, I did not. I have just a basic, very basic notion of English. So, And how long yeah. did
0: it take you to be able to communicate independently?
1: You know, I would say to communicate with the people independently, it took me about six months since I got here. Uh, and one thing that is interesting about People, um, you know, even if you speak a broken English, they will understand you Mm -hmm. and they will not mistreat you. They will not ignore you. They will not make fun of you. Mm -hmm. Okay. They will respect you. Of course, if after three, four years living here and you're not able to speak good English, so it, it's going to sound to them like it's strange. They mm-hmm. you will not like it. they say, well, you have been here for mm-hmm. four years and mm-hmm. you, you still don't speak English. Um, so th- it might be a kind of a little problem that you have. But uh, from the beginning, uh, if you're able to, to speak even a broken English, they will understand you and you always find some good people who will try to help you to learn. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, first of all, Six months is amazing, uh, <laughs> uh, so congratulations. Um, now, this is something that I tell my students, you know, if, if a native speaker sees that you're, he, a native speaker appreciates that you're making an effort to communicate in their language, and they won't mistreat you if you, if you pronounce a word incorrectly, or if you have a different accent. they're going to make an effort also to communicate with you. Right. And and what I, you know, sometimes our students, they're afraid of communicating with native speakers because, oh, they're going to judge my English. They're going to, I don't know, they're not going to understand. But they do understand and they make an effort to understand you. Is that something that you felt from them?
1: Oh, yeah, You're, you're totally right. And even now, you know, when I... When I got here, I went to the uh, intensive English program. So, and I took six months of this intensive English program. And part of this, this program was recording uh, our presentation. I had to do some presentation and I recorded that. I still have it recorded. And now I, so a couple of months ago, I was just watching one of this speech that I gave in the class. And I said, they were so patient with me because, like <laughs> kind I of saying, uh, well, it took me six months to, to communicate. That is the difference about you speak and you communicate, you know? I was <laughs> okay. communicating. It was a mix of words <laughs> and signs.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Communication, communication yes. is very different to speaking. <laughs> yes.
1: You know? But you're right. And I saw now how they were very gracious. And they mm-hmm. even I met some good folks here and a family. They they used to come to our house uh just to talk to us. Wow. And just say you can you can try speaking and, and sometimes when I when I try to say some words, they use they they help me to find the correct word. Mm-hmm. When I say some wrong words, they just help me to a fix of that word that I was saying. So you you will always find some good people. If you leave, for example, your house and go to Walmart and and say, "Hey, I'm I'm living here for three months. I'm learning English. Uh, can I speak with you for a couple of minutes?" And people will say, "Okay, wow. yeah, of course. Let's talk." So you can find some good folks like that. So because that's gonna help. That's something that
0: we're not used to down here in South America, is dealing with foreigners. But they're used to dealing with immigrants, aren't they? Because there's so many immigrants in America, they're used to that. Yeah. We're the ones who are afraid. <laughs> they're, they're, for them, it's normal. You're just another immigrant. There's nothing special about you. <laughs> exactly
1: yeah you're right
0: (laughs) so did anyone in your family speak english you have two little girls right or no one girl and one boy
1: yeah well you know i have my daughter she's 14 now and my son is 10. so seven years ago she was seven years and he he was just three years old they they speaks a very good english or texan Right. So there's American English, <laughs> and there's British English,
0: yeah. and there's
1: Texan. Okay. Texan English. So yeah, it's interesting because it, they, for example, if you if, if say if I'll say, well, where, where is the water? They you say, where is the water? Where's you know? water? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I would imagine that your your boy, he was three years old, so he basically speaks more English than Portuguese.
1: Yeah, English is his main language now. So he he speaks he speaks Portuguese like a speak like I speak English.
0: <laughs> really? Oh wow, that's amazing.
1: <laughs> you know? No, no. He he still speaks some Portuguese, but uh, and one interesting thing is uh, my wife she doesn't speak much English. She communicates well. She has no problem going anywhere, buying stuff. But, uh, of course, her English is not fluent like mine because she doesn't have to use the English like I have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, at home, it's interesting because of my kids, they talk to me in English only. They don't talk to me in Portuguese. But with her, they just speak in, in Portuguese. They do not talk to her. Oh, wow. So, okay, so yeah. there's segregation in your home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also it's interesting when we are having a dinner or lunch at the table and we are having a conversation. That's something that amazed me, you know, because I'm talking to my son and we were talking English and then my wife sent a, across the conversation with a question and he turned back to her and starts talking, speaking in Portuguese. <laughs> and he has no problem in his brain. He speaks English and Portuguese. That is. No problem at all. It's, that it's, is amazing. It's amazing.
0: You know, sometimes people come here uh, and they, they ask for our advice as teachers and they say, oh, my son is three years old. Is it too soon to to, uh, to put him in a, in a language school? And we always tell them, look, it's never too soon. Never too soon.
1: No, honestly, I would say that's the best time. It's the best age to start because, you know, the, the child's brain is like a sponge. Mm-hmm. It will you observe everything that you you throw there. So as mm-hmm. I would say this, if I was in Brazil and my son was two years old and I want him to learn English, that would be the time when I would s- seeking for a school and I would enroll yeah. in him in school.
0: Absolutely, I agree with you. I put my daughter to study English when she was, she had just turned five and um she wasn't, um, I remember she was the youngest in the class because it was a class of around uh, seven to eight-year-olds. But still, I said, no, go in there and, you know, just have fun. And nowadays, we have, I teach her English every day for one hour. We have our special moment, father and daughter moment, where I I, I teach her English for one hour. And, um, you know, they absorb so quickly. It's unbelievable. So you teach... You teach her a song in English, and she learns it in one day. Uh, so, yeah. you have to take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. So,
0: right. Well, um, tell me something. Did you? We're coming to an end of the interview, but did you experience any awkward situation because of the language barrier at the beginning?
1: Oh yeah, we had so many. One time and embarrassing <laughs> time as well. <laughs> for example, I remember one night my wife wants to eat pizza and I told her, okay, I can go to uh, a pizza place and I can buy some. And she said, no, no, I would like to go and dine in. So for dining yes. in. Say, well, you know, I think it would be better just to go there and pick up the pizza and come home and said, so no, we have been home a whole week. Let's go, you're good. Say, so my English is not good enough to sit down in a restaurant and order stuff. And said, so no, you can do it. So we went there to this place, it's called Joe's Pizza. And then I was there and then the, the waiter came and said, oh, okay, how can I help you? And then my wife and I uh, said, well, we want uh, like, uh, well, you know, I want um, a medium pepperoni and a medium cheese. And I'm eating another medium, four cheese and another median uh sausage. Oh, so on my mind, what I was saying is, I want a <laughs> half. <laughs> I don't believe
0: it. He brought you four pizzas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the lady looked at me and she, she asked my question, and I, I didn't understand what she was <laughs> saying. I'll I just say, Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I thought that she was asking if you were waiting for somebody else, you know? Yeah. And and then my wife said, oh, I, you know, I would like to, to try this a lasagna too, the four cheese lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can add a four cheese lasagna, that, that's okay, man. Yeah. When they came, the, the, there was a line of waiters coming with the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
0: goodness. And
1: it was so embarrassing because the place was full. Everybody was looking at us, and it was just she and me and the kids. So, And I was so embarrassed, and she noticed that. She just came to me, and she tried to explain something,
0: uh-huh. and
1: she noticed. And she said, okay, let me go back, and I will will come for you because... Everybody was looking at us. So well, yeah. it was yeah. embarrassing. And then the the one lady who speaks Spanish, she came and she talked to us and we were able to explain. And they brought just one pizza for us, some slices, and, and we enjoyed our time and went back home.
0: But lovely uh, people to help you like that. They was. Yeah, lovely people. You, know, you
1: will always find people willing to help. You yeah. always. You I, know, I, the other day I was watching a video, a guy he came to uh, the drive-thru and he, he's a he's a he's a Brazilian, and he was just making this uh, vlog and so, and he said just to show that yeah, there are some people that they are rude, but that mo- it's not it's not it's not the rule. It's not everybody. And he mm-hmm. went to the drive-through and he literally asked for a café, um café pequeno, a small mm-hmm. coffee. But he spoke he spoke in, in Portuguese, okay. and. the 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 attendant could not understand him so he moved to the window and he started talking in portuguese i want a small coffee on cafe pequeno Mm -hmm. and they tried to work with him and and at the end they served him the small coffee you Mm -hmm. know you always find people willing to help
0: yeah yeah that because they're used to immigrants that's what fascinates me is these countries they're used to that so what we have to tell our students is don't be afraid, right? Don't be yeah. afraid because they're used to this. They will make an effort to understand you. Um, there's a situation, I'm not going to say who, but we. <laughs> I know people who've been through that um, language barrier. It, it causes some embarrassment. I remember a guy, I'm not going to say who, but he's very close to me. Um, he he a long time ago, he was staying in a hotel. He didn't speak much English. And uh, he, he went to reception. At that time, they didn't have any cards or anything. It, they were keys, right? And he went to the reception and there was this lady at reception and he he went up to her and asked for uh, the keys, but he couldn't pronounce keys. So he said, can I have my kiss please? <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine, you can imagine the receptionist looking at him and saying, what is it that you want to my kiss my kiss your goodnight kiss is that what you, <laughs> so yeah everyone's been through that
1: <laughs> yeah but you know uh and my wife and she is interesting because one of her characteristics is she is not afraid to talk mm-hmm. she doesn't care if she's speaking correctly or not she speaks mm-hmm. and it makes it helps her and mm-hmm. i will tell you that in the beginning um she was even able to, to communicate better and understand it better than I was because she was not afraid to talk. Sometimes people would laugh, sometimes they we'll say, what are you saying? And she will laugh. She, she has no... Okay, make a mistake. You have yeah. to make a mistake. You don't have to be afraid. And that's the only way for you to learn.
0: And that's perfect, uh, a perfect tip for our students. Don't be yeah. afraid to make mistakes. Uh, you, you have to talk. You have to make mistakes in order to learn. So, yeah, brilliant. Right. Yeah. To, to, to bring this to an end, I'd like to ask you one last question. What are your plans for the future? Do you plan to, to stay in the U.S.?
1: Well, you know, you see, when we came here, we came for a, a short plan program, I would say. Our plan was to come and spend a couple of years and go back to Brazil uh, and continue our ministry there. But, uh, things was changing along the way. So these two years become four, the four become, became seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are here now, we are serving on this uh, ministry, on this organization. We are in the process of changing our visa. Mm-hmm. Uh, from F-1, that's student visa to religious visa. And my plan is at least to uh, finish my my PhD program. That would take one more year for me to get it done. Mm-hmm. And I have no plans initially to go back until at least my kids go for college. You oh, know? Okay, yeah. yeah that's what's sense. our initial plan. Staying until kids go for college, it means... At least six, seven more years.
0: Yeah, I would imagine that a, a move to a move now would be traumatic for them. I would expect.
1: Yeah, it it would be very traumatic. And then you know something that scared us a couple of months ago when the when the the, the government they were planning to send every single student back to their country. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I just got a call from the international's office and they said, well, we had to try to work with you and your program because if this law get approved and if they insist on that, um, maybe you have to leave the country. And it scared us to death because, you know, so I have a 14 years old, just starts high school now. Um, so what to do in Brazil? So, yeah, exactly. but anyway, I know that if we have to, we would work out, but I like you said, would be traumatic.
0: Yeah, 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 you would work out. You, definitely, you find a way and obviously God would be in control of everything. So yeah, but it would be um, a difficult situation. Um, yeah. But okay, well, it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, I think this was such a, a great conversation I had so many questions, but unfortunately, if we keep going, we're gonna be talking for over two hours. (laughs) But I do pray that I get the opportunity to come and visit you soon. Um, we've been talking about this, my my father and I and my brothers, we've been talking about coming over to Texas to to meet and you know, just to visit Texas because we are fascinated by by everything that you've told us today. I think Texas is a dream place I would love to visit one day.
1: That would be awesome to have you here. And then, um, you know, it's an interesting place. It's a different culture. And every every time when you have a chance to visit some different places, it's just going to give you some of the um, the blessing and it will make you reach culturally mm-hmm. rich. And this is a kind of riches that nothing can take away from you. As so speaking great. about learning English easy, I would like just to share... Um, one of the most important thing and decisions that I made in my life that helped me to increase my English learning. Mm-hmm. Six months, when we are here, when we came to America, I have money for six months. And, uh, and I have money to, for my English program for six months. And in other words, I have to take this English program in six months. I have to take my TOEFL test I don't know if you have a chance to take a TOEFL test. Did mm-hmm. you? Uh,
0: I, I did something similar in the past, yes.
1: <laughs> you know I'm talking. <laughs> so, and I took this test and I, I failed. Oh, you know? my. And we are facing the most hardest time of our lives. The place that we are living because we have no, for our reality, we have no much possession. The money was able to pay for, um, a place that was not a very nice place, and I was living there with my family, and we have all kind of troubles that you can imagine. Our neighbor next door was a prostitute, and she was using her apartment oh for, my for her job, and you know. <laughs> Here in America, all the, the apartments, they, they are just built by wood, you know, it's just it, it of a wood. So it was <laughs> a, loud, a loud neighborhood. Oh, I, <laughs> oh my gosh. So it was was yeah. terrible. And in our apartment, we got a bad bug infestation, all this kind of a terrible things. And I failed on my program and we are so, under so much stress. And I knew that I needed to learn English and uh, the school was not being enough. Uh, for me you know when you're young we're talking about a 40 year old guy yeah when you're young it, it, i see some youth here and they learn so quickly
0: mm-hmm.
1: they have more i don't know it's easier for them mm-hmm. but when you're talking about a 4 years old guy with wife and two kids and you have to manage your time going to school being with family and some other stuff we are i was so many uh, under so many pressure mm-hmm. and I remember when I failed the first time and I said I need to learn how to speak English But how can I do it mm-hmm. so I made some plans one of the plans was go and visit with people and talk to them but the other one the most effective one was I said one morning I went to my prayer room and I talked to God And I told him that from that day and on, I would never, ever pray in Portuguese again.
0: Oh, good one.
1: Yeah. I told God, you know me. When I do not have the English word, I will not say the Portuguese word. You know what I have in my mind, you know? And then from that, I, I remember it. It's about six years and and six months ago mm-hmm. and I remember that first day when I went to my prayer room and I spoke to God and I told him I will not pray in Portuguese anymore <laughs> every time that's. when I had to pray I will pray in English and I have done since I just wow. pray in English because you know I know it, it's, it's not it's not about religion okay mm-hmm. yeah. it's not about you have a a, uh, a different religion, but this is about if you say a prayer, if you believe in God and you have this practice, you can go and you can spend this time with the Lord and you can pray and you can let Him know what you have in mind. It was awkward sometimes, you know, yeah, yeah. because sometimes <laughs> I was so repetitive. I was saying the same word times and times and times, but I can tell you, I saw the difference. Yeah, Six well, months later.
0: What when, best? What better way to practice than the teacher of teachers? <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. Isn't that right? So, it helped me a lot. When when I talked to some uh, international students here, that when they come uh, to 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 our university, and they ask me, so what should I do to improve my English? And that's the first uh, counsel. The first thing that i tell them mm-hmm. so every time when you have to talk to the lord speak in english he will understand you he will know you and and speaking and, and you have to pray in out loud in a such way that you can hear your yes. voice yes Good you know mm-hmm. and this one thing that helped me to to improve when you are sitting among other uh academic students and they are from the country they are English speakers, um, it, it, it's hard, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Then you, you have to, you have, like I said, you have to dig your space. You have to, to, to find your spot, and you have to work hard for that. Yeah. But the best yeah. way for you to work hard is starting from the very beginning of your day. If you used to have a prayer time during your morning, go to the Lord, speak to him. And it was a great blessing to me.
0: Well, basically all you're saying is is it takes effort, nothing comes easy, and you have to enjoy speaking English. So find a way of practicing English that you enjoy doing. So in your case, and I also say that to my students, my Christian students say, why don't you pray in English? Why don't you read an English Bible? And for other students, I mean, Obviously, we're not talking about religion. We're talking about finding ways to practice your English uh, with things that you enjoy doing. Right. So yeah. if, you, if you like praying, then pray in English to transform your life into an English environment as much as possible. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to share with us?
1: No, I would like uh, to thank you and say that I appreciate so much this opportunity to uh, to be part of your show. No, <laughs>
0: it's not a show yet, but <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> but I am, I'm just, I'm just so amazed and thankful, very grateful to the Lord to see, um, you know, you said that you failed the top. I could, I would never imagine you failing anything because we admire your hard work and your effort, we admire your intelligence so much that, you know, if for us, it's hard to believe that you failed anything in life. So um, we're just really, everyone here, uh, my family and I, we're just so very proud of you. So congratulations. I hope to see you soon. And thank you so much for today.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me and, and whatever I can do to help, I'll be available for Great. Because it's the only way that I can also do something for uh, for the much that you you and your family has done for for me as well. So from the very beginning,
0: well, it's, it's nice to hear. But I hope we get to work together soon, also. Okay. All well, right, easy. Thank you so much, Pastor Valmir, Pastor Val. See you next That's time. Right. Bye bye.